for a moment in time while I was in uh, Colorado, I used to sleep at my studio. So whatever studio that would allow me to be their main engineer, I would uh, stay there and live there. And like my posts may indicate like, oh, he was flashy. He had all of this and all of that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like I'm over here sleeping on the couch that whenever y'all come in and want to record. <laughs> like that that's where I've had to spend my uh, my nights and stuff like that. So like see like the the grind and stuff like that, it always doesn't it, it doesn't always show faith. <laughs> like, yeah, I had a trip to California and that opened my eyes too to see like, okay, so this is really how people are maneuvering to get what is perceived to the the mass is one way. Welcome back to the Better Than Best Academy, where we've created a community to grow and learn what wasn't taught in school, but learned along the way to share the story of the next generation of creatives that you may not know, but you'll soon never forget. We weekly have extraordinary conversations with interesting people. And with all that said... My guest today is from the Shady 580, Oklahoma, and as a Texan, I won't hold that against him, but he's a Christian rapper, and he goes by the name Forever. Now, Forever, before you dive into telling us your origin story, I want to ask you, what will make today's conversation extraordinary? Um, you'll see that uh, even though you may see something one way, it doesn't always end that way, and I guess I when I tell the story of like how I got to where I am now, you'll kind of see like sometimes things will start off one way and you'll never understand like how you got back to where that part was and be like, okay, now I understand it a lot better. <laughs> all right. All right. I like that. So with that, yeah, let us know your origin story. All right. So I'm from a uh, lot in Oklahoma, uh, which is the shady 580. Um, <laughs> so uh, I've been uh, out here basically my whole life um but during the times like growing up as a kid and stuff like that i played sports and stuff like that i went to multiple schools growing up because uh, i used to get in trouble a lot so i'll get kicked from one school to another school kicked to another school <laughs> and stuff like that so uh i really got to intermingle with a lot of cool people in that in that sense like i got to see a lot of different styles of people different bring ups of people and stuff like that um, my parents also own a church, so uh, them having a church definitely um, showed me all types of people <laughs> that uh, around me in my life that uh, I wouldn't have never really seen. So um, growing up in Lawton basically has been like that melting pot because it's also a, a military base as well is where they keep like the tanks and stuff like that. So a lot of people are in and out of here. Um, but it, during my upbringing, you know, I had to go to church a lot. I always kind of looked down on it back whenever I was a kid but now I kind of understand a little bit more but while I was growing up you know I always tried to <laughs> not be that pastor's kid that uh that was just like over holier thou and that and stuff like that so I always try to be my own self and stuff like that so as I grew up you know the more and more I got separated from my family the more I wanted to do my own thing and uh while that happened you know I joined the army um, so I served in the army for like three years. Um, and basically, you know, going through that time is like, I was on my own. So I had more opportunities to do what I wanted. So I kind of fell out with Christ during that time frame. Um, and also during that time frame is like, whenever my music really started to kind of see the signs of where it's kind of at now, but in a different light, um, <laughs> 
So while doing that, you know, going through the army and stuff, uh, the army was oppressing, at least for me, because um, I did have to, I was deployed overseas and stuff like that. So I uh, was out in Iraq and stuff like that. Um, and during those times, you know, I was by myself. So, you know, being by myself uh, required me to, you know, hold myself accountable for all of my own and stuff like that. Couldn't really call my family the way I wanted to, you know. <laughs> being overseas you just can't pick up a phone and just be like oh let me call back to the state so uh it was always struggling um but while I was in the army I had a second you know opportunity to come back with Christ which I took and then you know <laughs> coming back stateside I went back to the world again you know this is around 2015 and stuff like that so like coming back seeing the world again and it was also like my re-up so like was I gonna stay in the army or whatever and I was like nah I really wanted to take this music to a different level and see where that goes. Um, I used to, I don't know if you remember Swisher House, but uh, I worked with them yeah. for a little bit out down there. And oh yeah, you're from Texas. So, yeah, I know. So, some yeah. <laughs> so I used to be like a little camera guy. Like uh, I had a roommate while, you know, coming up, he uh, he was very uh, out there. His name was like Trill One. And um, he just always had a camera. And I was like, bro, why do you always keep a camera on? He's like, bro, this is the way the world's gonna go. I didn't believe him at that point. Man. <laughs> But the more I've seen him uh, well, going out and shooting videos for people, I was like, I see what he's doing. You know, YouTube's coming up at that time, too. So, you know, 2015, 2016, it's like, yeah. all right, I see where this is kind of going. So uh, he got me into shooting videos. But we also made that connection with Swisher House where we kind of went around. And anytime they were touring around uh, Texas, we would go shoot the footage so that they would be able to upload it and, you know, use it as advertisement content. <laughs> basically yeah, content what was content man that's why <laughs> <laughs> so you know that happened um so you know i started getting the big head you know i'm feeling like really good you know i'm making waves and meeting people that i didn't ever think i would just because you know i grew up a totally different way being in a church and then now i'm over here with switch the house which at that time because <laughs> they're not as big as they were but around that time they were still kind of big and you know they had a name in texas and they still do to this day so yeah um, Got to work with them. Um, I had a couple of kids during that time. So I moved back to Oklahoma where my uh, my family's at. So I came back here um, and had my struggles during that time and stuff like that. Trying to find my way back into the church a little bit, but still doing my worldly sins and stuff like that. It, it, it was a it was a debacle, you know, just doing too much. <laughs> you know, you go to church and church people, they can see in your face if you're lying. Yeah, they know. I, I know what you were doing, bro. I seen your posts, seen your story. Yeah. <laughs> and but then you come in church and you're like, oh yeah, this and this. So, you know, that kind of got to me. And then uh I decided like one day, like, cause uh I'll have to renew on my uh, lease or whatever. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. And I just, from that moment, I had a friend that was also doing music and I used to make beats for him and stuff like that. And he was like, I'm about to move to Denver. And I was like, bro, I'm about to just go with you then. <laughs> so literally in that moment, I just left and, um, you know, I started doing the industry thing. I met a couple, a lot of people down there in uh, Denver that uh, helped me with my music career and stuff like that, um, that I'm grateful to have worked with and stuff like that. But, uh, as of recently, like this time last year, I moved back here just because, I don't know, I'm getting older and I just know like the life that I felt like I was starting to see that I always wanted wasn't really what I wanted. And um, every time I needed to fall back on something, God has always been there. So yeah, that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of where, where we're at now is like, I'm finally back with Christ and like, 
I think my music kind of relates that because if you listen to all of my music up to this point, it's always been the same, but it's always been from a different light. And that light was wherever I was in my, you know, music journey. Yeah. Man, that's good. What a story. That's that's so cool. <laughs> it's cool to man, I, I love doing these podcasts because I love getting to hear everyone's journey. And it's there's a, a few things I, I wanna like pull out of that. Specifically, one thing you mentioned towards the end is you said that your life was getting to a space where you were getting the things you thought you wanted, but you didn't. And could you elaborate a little bit more on that? All right. So I I grew up uh, like I'm a 90s baby. So I was born in 91. So, you know, like computers and ads and stuff wasn't huge. So like growing up, I was that test or I was that test sample. <laughs> you know, I, like, I don't know, and you're probably in that same range yeah. too. So you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember growing up as a kid, as just became more and more, and then like, yeah. even with as then reality TV came into play and stuff like that, and you'd be like, oh, I have to have those jeans because I see such and such wearing those jeans. But then yeah. like, me seeing how like now people get to that point and like what they've had to do and what they've had to endeavor, like. <laughs> Like for a moment in time while I was in uh, Colorado, I used to sleep at my studio. So whatever studio that would allow me to be their main engineer, I would uh, stay there and live there. And like my post may indicate like, oh, he was flashy. He had all of this and all of that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like I'm over here sleeping on the couch that whenever y'all come in and want to record. <laughs> like that. that's where I've had to spend my, uh, my nights and stuff like that. So like see like the the grind and stuff like that it always doesn't it, it doesn't always show faith <laughs> like, yeah i had a trip to california and that opened my eyes too to see like okay so this is really how people are maneuvering to get what is perceived to the the masses one way you know and it i don't know man <laughs> yeah not for me. Smoke and mirrors. <laughs> yeah I, and i'm not big on that so you know now yeah. i'm more like laid back i'm more chill i feel i feel better now like while i was in that in that oh let me come up let me let me grind let me get this let me do this show let me get on to this i mean it was decent but now it's like i'm way more laid back i can do way more like I, I even reach out to people now in my inbox. Like that's probably, that's kind of how me and you connected. It's like yeah. we reached out through inbox. So yeah. it was like, and, and normally I wouldn't reach back to people. So now it's like, yeah. I'm in a better headspace to be like, I, I see an opportunity. I know what what's a good move and what's not. I do my due diligence now, I think. <laughs> that's what's up. I would, I would follow that up with, so the people that listen to this podcast, most of them are artists, creative people. And I feel like it's there. Some of them are a little bit younger because you know they they're out there. They're listening. A lot of times they'll hear clips from my my TikTok account and my Instagram. So what would you say to maybe a, a younger person? Maybe even if you take it like a younger you who is in the middle of that grind, wanting all that kind of success and all that kind of putting it into one way. What would you say to someone that's trying to strive after that right now? To be honest, I've seen more success from not actually going for for the bigger bag or for the bigger image. So like some of my like bigger songs in context, like my bigger songs are like more of my more personal songs. And I've seen those do way better than me trying to 
reach an agenda that I think people want to hear. Yeah. So in a sense, so like from your question, basically like keep grinding, keep doing you. Cause the moment that you decide <laughs> that, Oh, I got to do this for the people that are going to hear it. That's whenever you're going to start losing and not making the right decisions on the path of where your music should go. Always keep your music personal to you and the right people will find it. Like if you market yourself the right way and if you brand yourself the right way, the people who like you, they will come to you. It's not like you have to reach out to them. That's good. That's good. What do you think people misunderstand about you the most? (laughs) The biggest thing, and this is like in person and over the internet. Um, A lot of people think that uh, I keep to myself, which I do. But if you reach out to me, I'm more personal. It's just, you have to kind of reach out to me. I'm not really going to reach out to other people. Yeah, I um, I guess another thing is like, oh, and I think this is for any artist, like, oh, this artist wants to be famous. Oh, he's trying to be famous. <laughs> and uh, for yeah. me, that's not really the case at all. Yeah, it's really sure. just me putting my music out and hoping that some, I can touch someone that's in the same, you know, field and realm as me. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. I, I like to to take a different approach with this next question because I feel like so many times people make podcasts out here and they always ask like the same questions and I, I like to ask this one because I mean it it's pretty personal so if, if you don't want to answer it by all means you don't have to and I can edit this little little p- portion out but <laughs> I want to ask you what do you not want us listening and watching to know about you the ones that are not listening? No. What do you want us, like, listening uh-huh. right now or watching? What do you want us not to know about you? To be honest, whatever comes out is whatever comes out. Um, especially at this point in my life. Back back whenever I was younger, I'd be like, oh, I can't let this leak out. I can't have this going out to the media. Or I can't let this be in front of the certain people's face. Um, at this point... I'm pretty much an open book because uh, I know now at my older age, it's like other people have been through the same thing as me. <laughs> yeah. So, and some may not have made it out, but they can see it in that I have and understand that, hey, next time, you know, just, just be better, you know? So overall, like there's really nothing I try to hide or anything like that. Man, I love the way you answered that question. <laughs> Because some people they'll hear that and they're like, "Oh man," because you know we all we all kind of go through those spaces where we want we want to look a certain way, and I think yeah. a lot of it comes from our generation maybe because we came up with the Instagram generation, we came up with the Photoshop and the filters, and <laughs> and it's like you yeah, said earlier, your best. yeah, yeah, we we came up with the highlight reel, yes. but now I mean with this generation and the the rawness of TikTok, I think it's great to see kind of a that get flipped on its head. And I think yeah. it's so important. And and I love that you're just authentic and vulnerable and true to yourself. And I think that's great. Um, but I, but I like to also ask you, and this could apply to your creative career or just anything in general, what scares you the most? Um, I guess overall what scares me the most is, 
I, I mean, I can only say this for myself. I know my beliefs and what I believe in and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I'll never pressure that on anybody else. For sure. But whenever my last moments come up, will I believe, like, all the stuff that I believe, will that actually happen? And I hate to say it, like, me being a Christian, <laughs> that means that I, I hope that everything that I've, you know, pre- preached and put on anyone else's lives just because, oh, their friend played me in front of them. And now they're like, hey, he's kind of cool. And now they're like, oh, okay, let me hear what he's saying. And then they hear, oh, okay, he, is, he does this, he loves Jesus and stuff like that. And then, they, I don't know, man, it's just like, <laughs> I don't want my beliefs to be wrong at the end of the day. And I'm pretty sure everyone's like that. They don't want to, uh, they just want everything to kind of be right. <laughs> that's fair if that makes sense <laughs> yeah. yeah that's fair I think that's when we begin to even be in the sweet spot of our faith is because I feel like if we haven't reached a point where we're almost doubting it then our faith hasn't grown big enough yet because you know it's easy it's easy to believe God when times are good and it's it's a lot harder to believe in God when it looks like who knows like, I think even looking back, like when I read the Bible and I'm looking at the disciples, I mean, they're not re- reading the Bible like we are. They didn't know Jesus was coming back. Like, I couldn't imagine being in their shoes and he died on the cross and they're in that limbo between death and resurrection. Like, I couldn't have imagined. But yeah, man, that that was great. That was great. I, I appreciate that answer. And I agree. Um, I'd love for you to kind of touch a little bit more on your faith because, yeah, this podcast is for both. I I like I use it also. I mean, it's an outreach to an extent because I know some of my audience isn't Christian, but it's like you said, I'm I'm not here to push anything on anybody, but I'm definitely here to share about something that's a big part part of my life. So I'd love to hear a little bit more of of anything that you want to share in that that space. So seeing since I've been like, come on, boy, <laughs> since I've been on and off with like with my faith, um, a lot of times it's like because I got deteriorated. It's normally because I had to have that light moment. Like, yeah, um, okay, this didn't go right in my life, so now I don't really want to believe in God anymore. And then it goes to the world side and it's like, oh, I have to do this to get this money. All right, let's not do that. <laughs> so let me go back to the faith side. So now... Where I'm at, it's uh, it's pretty much I'm gonna do me, and be 100 with myself. But at the end of the day, I do know that there is a God, cause like it's been in every step of my life. There's always been God. Anytime there's been a down, I know there's been a God because I wouldn't be here to this point. So even though I have my few doubts here and there, no matter what, He's always been there. So God is who I trust and believe no matter what going from this point forward is because he's never led me astray. So <laughs> I don't know if that answers your question, but that's where I'm at now. It's like, I, I, I understand there's, there's a lot of things that people can downplay about Christianity and stuff like yeah. that. But at the end of the day, you, everyone, I mean, I believe everyone should know there is a God because yeah. he has stepped up in multiple ways in your life. If you are still on this earth, Especially at my age. If you're still on this earth at my age, he has stepped up multiple times in your life and he has helped you. <laughs> and you just have to see it and believe it. And and that's what it really is. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel that. To to take it a little step further, what 
is the legacy you want to leave in this world? I just want to be one of those voices. I think like when I read in the Bible, God says, uh, tell everyone about him. Yeah. You know, to gain your access and do right by him and stuff like that. I just want to be one of those those symbols that can show. I don't want to, <laughs> you know, like how you go to a funeral and you had that one friend that wasn't, you know, right with Christ and probably wasn't always good in the world and then go out on the right terms and stuff like that. And then it's like you have to show face and be like, oh, he's going into heaven. But you kind of know <laughs> it's yeah. not going to go that way. And it's, yeah, I don't like, I want people to know whenever they go to my funeral that I put out everything that I could possibly give to show and believe that I, that I walk with Christ and hopefully I can make it into the gates. And that's living a legacy is amazing. Um, I hope my kids have money as well. <laughs> yeah, man. They have for something sure. to fall off on, you know? For sure. For sure. Hey, I get that. I respect that. <laughs> How can you have a bigger impact on this planet? I feel like, uh, and this is the thing I kind of told the people that I work with now, like my parents and the, my marketing team and stuff like that. Um, I really just want to reach more people. If I can reach more people and kind of give them that guy that's in between, that's not like a perfect Christian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's what a lot, like a lot of times people get, forced upon that perfect Christian because they're forced to go straight to church. Yeah. Like I want to kind of be that guy. Like you can fall in love with me while you're listening to Kendrick Lamar. And then you start loving Lecrae. Yeah. One K Foo and all those people and all the yeah. other great artists that they're in the Christian realm. I want to be like a bridge. And and that's kind of like why my music is, is the way it is. is I want to be a bridge. I don't want to, I don't want to not show my flaws because when there are flaws, <laughs> you know these days on media it, they will come out so yeah. if i'm already ahead of it i mean i won't look i mean i'm probably gonna look bad but won't be horrible <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah you're taking the um eminem on eight mile approach yeah <laughs> you're like y'all are gonna I'll, I'll let you know my flaws yeah no yes. I, i'm i'm with that 100 percent, man <laughs> that that's that's great what does creative freedom look like for you uh, creative freedom, <laughs> which I don't really believe is a thing you can have these days anymore. And um, that's just the way that the world is kind of going. It's like, you really can't have creative. Like, you can't be as creative as you want because nowadays they will quiet you if you... I don't know, man. It's weird. <laughs> that's, a, that's like a real tricky topic because I don't know. Now I want to hear more. <laughs> Uh, I'm all for. I want all the smoke, so I, I'm I'm here for the, I'm I'm here for the tricky topics. <laughs> no, nah, so okay, okay. So like, I'm also a mix engineer, so I guess I'm gonna go from that approach, from like mixing. Yeah. Um, because there's always these people who's gonna tell you your mix has to sound this way. I I've never believed in that in my life. Your mix can sound however, because I've heard some of the number one songs in the world sound like totally different in mix compared to other songs that have hit number one in the world. So none of that matters. <laughs> At the end of the day, creative freedom is being able to just be you, open up, and whenever you fall, you fall. And people help you back up. I, I believe that, mm. there, that, I know there's a verse, I know I'm getting back into this, it's only been a year, I'm sorry guys, I haven't made it that far. <laughs> You're good. You're good. I know when you fall down that, that you have to get back up again, 
and yeah. it's in the Bible. So it's not. It's like people nowadays let people fall and hit their head and bang their head, and then they just kind of stomp on them yeah. instead of being like, "Hey, let me give you a hand and help you out." <laughs> you know. So I don't know. <laughs> that, that might be the best I can do on that answer. <laughs> man, man. I- Again, I, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, I I went to Full Sail University for music production, so I learned mixing, and I was live sound for my church for years before I started playing drums for my church. So I definitely have have my my opinions when it comes to various mixing and and mastering things. And yeah, I agree. I think it's ridiculous that we put these standards that someone out there, some gatekeeper out there and the pop music or whatever music it may be, be like, no, it needs to sound like this. You need to have this compressor, this vocal chain, these reverbs. No, you can explore and do whatever you want. And for those listening at home, there's a little bit more of a practical tip is like, don't be afraid of that. Like, yeah. in the world's going to sit there and bash on you for not sounding a certain way, but like you're not going to find a new way if you're always trying to sound like somebody else. And like, if you truly show up as you, because I mean, I believe God made us all uniquely ourselves and it's, it's like for, for great instance, your music, I couldn't write your music. I couldn't produce your music because I'm not, I'm not you. And just like when, when I was rapping, you, you couldn't have made my music and vice versa. And it's like, I really feel like we all have unique voices because there's certain spaces and people that we're supposed to impact. Like, I thought it's crazy. Like a, a good friend of mine that's always been like really, he was really involved in my music career and we're, we're, we just recently got reconnected and he texted me even today and he's going through a tough time and he's like man your music still impacts me and i'm over here like I-, I felt the lord tell me to lay that down and go you know pursue another portion of creativity and it's amazing to me that like something that i made years and years ago is still impacting and changing people but i mean yeah it didn't sound like it wasn't super palatable for thousands and thousands of people to hear but it reached the person it's supposed to reach and man, that that's, that's powerful. Yeah. See, that's what gets me, gets me fired up, but uh, to follow that up. Yeah. What energizes and fascinates you and motivates you most? Uh, what motivates me most is, uh, being able to know, like I am getting back on the right track and like the things that do motivate me to be honest is like, kind of like what you just said, seeing those people who, uh, <laughs> come out of the woodworks, just out of nowhere, like at least from your point of view, like it's like, man, where, oh, yeah. where did you just come from? You're just tapping on my shoulder. What's up? Right. <laughs> like, what's up? Right. Oh, bro, I love your stuff. Oh, okay, 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 okay. What's up? And now we got that like interaction. So that definitely helps. But I think at the center of it all is just like knowing that my family is there and like seeing that I am able to provide. You know, because like I'm not making a lot of money from my music. But the money that I am making, it has at least bought my son some uh, basketball shoes, you know, for this season. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to get him at least two Christmas gifts. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, like, so, like, I mean, it's just I know at the end of the day, because I've done this on the worldly side where, like, I've grown and I've had numbers and stuff like that. 
so now that I know my agenda is to really benefit the people around me and help the ones around me, help my city, help, help like those help in that cause, I just feel better at the end of the day. And as long as I feel better helping the ones around me and the ones that I know love me and stuff like that, that's all, that's all that matters, man. <laughs> man, man, that's good. Man, with that, I mean, and you said you've been through this for a while. I would love for you to tell me about a time that you faced your biggest failure and what you learned from it. Ooh, my biggest failure. Um, oh yeah, I guess this would be a perfect one for all the upcoming artists. Yeah. I wasn't ready in this situation. So I was in the studio and um I'm trying to think who was it? Riff Raff came into the studio. <laughs> Dang. Um and he was basically giving away free features. I was an engineer. So like, in a sense, I was ready in certain aspects, but I knew I'm like, I'm like, I'm starting to be an artist now. I really want to get a riffraff feature while he's hot and while he's in, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't ready. Like, um, he recorded like this hook or whatever. And he's like, just go get in there, go get in the booth. And bro, I just froze. Like, man, it's it, <laughs> it like, I, I can't do what you do riffraff. I need, I need to write it down because it needs to be great because I'm working with you. I don't want to have no slip-ups. He's like, bro, just get in the booth and say anything. It, like, <laughs> and, and, that, and, that, and at that moment, because <laughs> I didn't get the opportunity again, someone else ran in the booth. And I was like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is fresh. Let me get in there. So he's like, get out the way, Mike. Go get back on the board. <laughs> so, you know, I'll go get back on the board and start recording him. And in that moment, I was like, I'm never, I'm never going to put myself in this situation again. Anytime somebody gives me an opportunity to do something that I know that I can do, I'm just going to do it. And then uh, whatever comes from it, like I said, if I fall, I fall. <laughs> but I know at the end of the day, I'm going to get back up again. <laughs> Go for it. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready, right? Yes. <laughs> man, Please man, stay that... ready. All you rappers who yes. may... Like especially the rappers who go to studios to try to be in the studio with their favorite artists, please be ready for that moment when it does come because they do happen. <laughs> yeah. cool. Man, that's that's good. What would you say? So currently, what would you say is your biggest struggle as a creative? Uh, my biggest struggle as a creative is uh, and I think it's just in my music lane and genre. It's really trying to understand what I can say and not say because mm, that's good. Of kind of like the gatekeeper law, I guess. Yeah. Because <laughs> everything is like I would love to say on my track, but if I don't say it in a Christian way, then it's not a Christian track anymore. And then I'm not a Christian artist. And then the rumors yeah. start happening. And then I just go back to the Lambo and I don't want to do that again. So, so I would say like the biggest hurdle in it, like in like coming up with the music content would be that. It's just knowing what I'm allowed to do and not do. And I really don't want that pressure, but it comes back to that question you asked a while ago. So <laughs> man. I'll say it this way. Why does it have to be that way? You know, yeah. it's like, can we get past the religion of Christian rap and have a space where it's like, at the end of the day, yes, we are Christians and we're obviously seeking to bring God glory with our music. But I think if anything, we should have even more grace for those other artists and be like, you might miss it sometimes. 
And I think the more important thing is like when we do miss it is we own it. But yeah, like I saw, man, I saw somebody post on the sto- a story the other day and they were questioning a big name Christian artist's lyrics. And I just wanted to be like, I don't know, though, like, could we give them the benefit of the doubt? Could we wait for a genius <laughs> behind the lyric answer to what he meant there? Because I hear it this way, but you're hearing it that way. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. But yeah, that's... <laughs> That's definitely, I, I I can definitely see that as a struggle. And personally, that's one reason I'm kind of glad I'm not rapping anymore because I would probably end up saying the wrong thing and getting canceled. But, you know. And that sucks from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's what I hear. Yeah, I remember Yeah, back, back in the day, man, I made a spoken word on one of my albums. And I said something bold, like, I don't know, I think I said hateful Christians are the reason the lost hate God. And I'm like, I felt like it hit. I felt like it was real. But I listen back now and I'm like, if people were to go to Spotify and hear that, because it's still out there, they're going to be like, this redone guy, he's getting canceled. And I'm like, I haven't made a song since 2018. So what what you want to smoke i mean i'll come out of retirement <laughs> but yeah and, and and part of me also goes back on the other way is it's just like i mean when we read the deeper you get into the bible the more you realize like jesus was a straight up outlaw to the pharisees yeah. and it's just like at some point we have to just like you said find that fine line of how how we can make it happen and say the things what is it that you say truth through love and it's just like i don't know a lot of people can't handle that these days they just want to hear their truth and i'm like well there is the truth but anyways i'll leave that i'll leave that word i'll leave that over there we'll let that go but yeah, man thin lines you know thin lines yeah, it's it's really it's really wild but to, to transition, <laughs> who who are the the three most influential people in your life, and how that have they impacted you? Uh, yeah, um, I guess it would be my mom and my dad. They're definitely one and two. I would say uh, my mom number one because um, she did have to birth me. And I wasn't a small baby. Um, <laughs> Bro, me either. <laughs> you, you'd be surprised. <laughs> so, yeah, my mom's definitely number one. Um, she's always been there. And she has a, we have a, I have four other brothers. So, you know, she's raised five kids. And um, and we also lost uh, like two kids. And I've seen her struggle through that. But I've seen her also get back to where she was and surpass it and, She's an amazing woman. Um, my dad being uh, a pastor and all that, him always, you know, he's always been there for me. Like that, like like when I say God's always been there for me, he's like in a sense that's who. Like there had to be an image. It would be my dad, just because like yeah. he he knew whenever I was out there in Denver, Colorado. You know, I mean, he's he's living his life. He's living his life. Yeah. But you know what? Let me check in on him. Hey, Mike, how you doing? You doing all right? <laughs> and then you know, like. And, I hate to say it, but I might have been a burden just to those two in general, just because, you know, they're pastors. They 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 have a church. They have people who look up to them and then their their people go see off in his family, like, oh, he's doing this, he's doing that. Oh, one of his kids is doing this, one of his kids is doing that. So 
I, I felt like a burden for a while. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, now that I'm back, it's like, hey. <laughs> and then I guess uh, the third person, um, I don't know. Whoever that third person who wants to be in that slot, like I just don't want to let people down at the end of the day. So if you want to sit in that third seat, <laughs> go ahead. <and> like, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to let anybody down, honestly. So Man. yeah. <laughs> Sidebar: your your dog shaking its ears. <laughs> I, oh I, yeah. It's funny because to me, I'm just so visual. I just picture the people that are gonna listen to the audio, and they're gonna be like. What is going on? So yeah, so for you listening, he's he's got a dog walking around. It even made a cameo. So you should go watch on YouTube. Shameless plug. <laughs> go also watch on YouTube. You'll see you'll see his dog. But but with that said, where can people find you and your music? Um, you can find my music just by typing in F O E V A. Um, forever. Um, I'm, I should be the only artist by that name. I think. I did a very good job of making sure I think I was. <laughs> um, you can also find me by It's Forever. You could type that in on Google or whatever. But for the most part, yeah, Forever, F-O-E-V-A. Um, I did recently drop a project called Late Nights, which uh, has a few articles. So you can probably put in Forever Late Nights. Okay, okay. See all those little articles people wrote up about it. Um, <laughs> if you want to know a little bit more about me, I guess. But yeah, um, Forever. I'm on Spotify, Apple Music everywhere um just trying to i try to be everywhere so i'm easily accessible i guess That's i'm not on soundcloud though I, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not on soundcloud really and I, I, don't, I don't know why but for some reason <laughs> something with me and soundcloud my music hasn't made it on there yet i'm not on soundcloud i blame me more than them um <laughs> if i really wanted on there it would be on there but uh Yes, that's the only place I'm not. It's SoundCloud. I'm sorry for all of those who are diehard SoundCloud. <laughs> all right. Sorry, guys. But yeah, and if and if you didn't hear or see any of that, it'll be in the description because I want to make sure everyone gets a chance to hear your music, support your music, because that's part of the reason that I, I even have this podcast is to bring on artists that I think need to be heard and seen and... I appreciate you Thanks, appreciate you again for coming on because I know it's it's not easy to take some time and sit down and put all the all the things together. So I do I do appreciate you for that. So as you said you just dropped a project. Do you want to tell people a little bit more about that? Okay, so with my late nights project, uh, one day like during the daytime, like since I don't really have a job, I have a lot of free time. So I was like, what should I do today? And um, God was like, go ahead and just make an EP. Make six track EP. <laughs> I'm like, God, you know how hard that is? <laughs> just come up with six songs, especially like, I'm, I'm very like, I'm very picky with what I release. Yeah. And like, the better I'm getting at mixing and mastering and stuff like that, it's like, uh, I just don't want to rush anything. So God was like, well, that's what you need to break. So, um, with the Late Nights uh, EP, I basically wrote all of those songs and put them all together, recorded, mixed all of them. And then uh, I did add one bonus, which was uh, Without You, that has uh, Zay Hill and uh, Kello on it, um, who are dope, also amazing, dope Christian artists. Nice. Um, and they, you know, hopped on the tape with me as well. 
not not in that 24 hours but the next day basically <laughs> they were able to help out and get on the uh on the ep as well so so you wrote and produced and recorded all six of them tracks. six tracks <laughs> in one day now i may not have fully produced every okay. track <laughs> but you Sam. got them <laughs> yeah, yeah for, all, for all the producers out there oh he yeah. probably used some samples yeah you, you use samples i'm sure but still yeah. man that's that's quite the feat nonetheless yeah. like that's that's even more impressive like now now i haven't heard that one yet i don't think i might have heard some of them yeah because i went to your youtube but man i'll have to listen back in context knowing man you did that all in a all in a day <laughs> <laughs> that that's wild man that that's that's really awesome well before we wrap up was there any questions that i missed out on or is there anything you want to add um i don't know i don't know um not really i guess just expect more expect more for me next year this year was like you know you know every artist has to like dip their toe <laughs> did their toe in i know i dropped okay. like maybe 60 tracks this year but next year expect better quality better like i'm not even gonna say better features but more features um just expect more for me just because uh this year was definitely me figuring out what people enjoy to a certain extent and that I'm willing to do because <laughs> if I don't like doing it, I'm not going to do it. But basically this first year is me just testing the waters and seeing what was up. Um, pretty much starting now that late nights just came out, anything coming out from now on out is definitely me putting in that extra effort. So like uh, I have a song coming out on the 23rd. I drop all my songs on Wednesdays. So uh, whatever, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, um, I have a song called Overdose. And it's teetering the line for all you old, holy, old, holier <laughs> thou people. So if you don't, if you're one of those, I'm just saying you're probably not going to like it. But for anybody who likes to go to the gym and work out, love good Christian music, I have a song called Overdose. It's, gonna, it's very energetic. Um, okay. it, it, you'll definitely be able to see the more playful side of me. Now that I feel like I, I know what people want and what I can deliver for people. So expect better. <laughs> all right. I love that. I was just thinking of another question too when you first started talking. It was, oh yeah, yeah, because I, I like to balance a little bit of spiritual, a little bit of practical, and we had a few practical things. But I wanted to ask you, um, so since you do have experience both secular, Christian, as a mixer, as an artist, what is your number one pro tip, practical pro tip that you would give an, an artist out there? Um, <laughs> the easiest practical tip I can give people is knowing how to use your microphone whenever you're recording and uh, confidence because anyone that you listen to that you love as an artist, the reason you love them is because of their confidence. It's not because they're going on the mic sounding bashful, shy. Wow. <laughs> I mean, they may sound shy, vulnerable and all of that, but they're doing that with confidence to... Yeah give you a better picture, give you a better, I don't know, a better, it's just better experience, I guess. So uh, for any artist, any artist, it doesn't matter worldly or Christian or whatever, be confident in your sound, 
be confident in yourself. Like that's <laughs> you're not confident in yourself. It's gonna be very hard for other people to want to even be confident with you. Period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, that could be applied to all areas of life. I know even I have some people that listen that aren't creative artists. They may be entrepreneurs, but confidence will take you a lot further than many other things will. So yeah, you can you can never fail if you well, I'll say you're you're never gonna lose if you show up confident because yeah, you might fail and fall flat on your face, but you're gonna fail forward because obviously it's not failure if it's a lesson. But man, that that that's so good. Man, I, I thank you so much forever for being a part of the podcast. And with that said, I'll I'll wrap up today's episode. You listening at home, you know I always like to end this way. I love you, friend. I'm praying for you. Now let's go live better than best as we conquer this week.